When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Brandon Hunt, um, the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond, a roster that's going to really fight for a, uh, a seventh Lombardi. Um, you know, and, and for Steelers fans right now, some of you are sitting there going, Maybe not. Uh, maybe they're, they're not. Maybe they're really far off that. Uh, other people might be saying maybe they've got a lot of keys to doing that, particularly on the defensive side of the football, but there's work to be done. Well, there is. And so in today's show, as the title suggests, um, money talks. So how many words do the Steelers have? Well, really what we're saying here is how many dollars do the Steelers have? But I'm not just going to focus on the Steelers. Um, I'm going to focus on the other AFC North teams too. Look, there are going to be a lot of numbers. This show does have a lot of numbers. And I've had feedback before from people that say, look, I struggle, Matt, with the show. There's so many numbers. You know, how are we going to go about it? Um, you know, I find it, I have to listen to it in parts or I have to listen to, I have to re-listen to it um, and what have you. So I'm going to try and keep it fairly straightforward for everyone and, and not try to get too complicated. We've got lots of time to do that in the off-season. I will spend more time on the Steelers um, and then we'll look at the other AFC North teams too. So we'll probably spend the first half of the show doing that. And then I'm moving to the second half. We'll look at the other AFC North teams too for some context. And the reason I'm doing that is because it's one thing to say what the Steelers have, but it's good to contextualize what they might have in the AFC North. So looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's a couple of things to note. Um, and we did talk about some of the cat room last week. Uh, but right now, the cap, as the cap currently stands for the Pittsburgh Steelers um, right now is we have a number of players um, that if you look at over the cap, for instance, are there on the team, but they're not actually on the team um, because you've got a guy like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Eric Ebron, Juju, Kello, um, they're due to the way the voidable contracts work and the fact they haven't left the team yet and um, things haven't changed because the new league year hasn't stopped. There are currently 57 players. Um, so we've moved on a little bit from where we were. Um, and I say that's on this roster, but that includes people with the voidable contracts. That's moved a little bit from where we were last week. The team cap space right now is $34 million. But the thing to remember is that until the actual season officially starts in that first week before like, of the season, I think it's the Wednesday um, of the, of, uh, prior to um, the first game of the season, salary cap only counts the top 51 players. Everyone is actually outside of that. So that is a really important thing to remember um, when we go about it. The other thing to remember, and I say this because, and we don't know these numbers just yet, but we talk about the rookie pool. 
um, and, and the cap space. So last year, what the Steelers, they had a rookie pool of $8 million. So that's what it was going to cost their rookies over the, the, those con- the life of those contracts. Um, but it only cost them $3.3 million in cap space. Now, Dave and I were talking about this on Slack in the B2C Slack channel, and Dave felt that we probably only needed $3 million this year. I agree, but then you've got to remember that if if someone like an Omar Khan gets hired as a GM and it's like, this goes to air, I record this on a Thursday night, as you know, it goes live in the US because you're listening it now on Thursday afternoon or afterwards, um, that he got rejected from the Bears position um, as GM. But if you lose a Brandon Hunt or an Omar Khan, um, they're a minority candidate. So you will get um, draft picks. I think it's two third rounders off the top of my head. Uh, but that's the situation there. So Right now, in terms of the cap, the picks that the Steelers have, they, it might be about that $3 million. Dave might be right. It could be closer to four. Uh, might even be a little bit more than that. Uh, right now, in the compensatory pick um, projection as well, I'm going to give you an update there. Um, over the cap, have put out their latest projection uh, three days ago. And we are currently the second highest pick on the board in... Um, with a fourth round pick with the Nats for the compensated departure of Bud Dupree. Um, only ahead of us is Kenny Golladay and Trey Hendrickson. So Detroit are getting one in the third round, then New Orleans getting one in the fourth round. Um, while we're on compensatory picks, it's actually quite funny. You can see a trend. There's several teams that have multiple picks. We only have one. Filer um, didn't count, I think, because of the acquisition of a Kelly with a spoon. Um, but right now it's quite interesting because Detroit have three picks that they're getting, one in the third, uh, one in the fifth, and one in the sixth. Baltimore have two picks. They're getting two fourth-round picks, so they're from Matt Udon and Yannick Ngokwe. The LA Rams get four. They get a fourth, two sixths, and three sixths, which is interesting. Um, they're, they're, they've got the most. The LA Chargers have four as well. Um, so actually they're equal to the Rams, except they only get one six and three seven round picks. Uh, Tennessee get a fourth and a six. That's interesting. Arizona get two sevens. Uh, San Francisco get three sevens. Um, so you're seeing a few teams here really play the compensatory pick game. And, you know, when we saw what a train Norwood did this season. You know, that seventh round pick, is not as bad as um, necessarily what you think. And it allows you to pick up guys that might end up as undrafted free agents to another team. Um, it really helps you build out that sort of side of your roster as well. So that's just a little quick update on, on what it looks like. Oh, sorry, I missed uh, Arizona's six-round pick. So Arizona actually have three as well. Um, but that's just an interesting thing to note about the multiple picks. But again, back to the Steelers, I said, um, you know, the rookie the rookie pool number and the cap space number, the still is going to spend three to four million on, on rookies there. So that's just something to remember um, as, as we go through and then and we move back in terms of looking at the Steelers number and some of the other um, teams numbers as well uh, across the AFC North. So with the Steelers, where they're currently sitting, uh, there's, there's a number of bits of cap that you can save. Now, the first thing that I wanted to highlight um, is Cameron Haywood. And we talked about his number, but right now you can save $6.5 million with a restructure on Cam's deal. I think that's very likely. Uh, and Dave and I were talking about it uh, over Slack as well. And Dave said to me, well, if you actually look at the contract numbers, um, so full credit to Dave on this one, he said, really, you want to do this before free agency. Uh, because once you do, the number's going to change. Um, and so basically what you'll see there is they need to do this before the 20th of March when his roster bonus kicks in. Um, so 
you will see that change happen because six and a half million is a fair chunk of money, especially when you consider, yes, we talked about having the 34 million right now, but if you cut a banner and you cut a show bit, you're going to save more money as well. Um, we talked a little bit about this last week, but if you cut Joe's show bit right now, you save $7.834 million. That's a cut pre-June 1, right? So anytime from once the new league year starts when that becomes official, um, because you don't want to do it before then, uh, and then it affects this year. But then you've also got $5 million there for Zach Banner. So together, you know, by the time you restructure Haywood's deal, uh, you cut Showbit and you cut Banner, you've almost created $20 million in cap space just from those moves. Um, and I think you see that. The other thing when you look at it is a restructure, and I'm just using the simple restructure here, but a restructure for TJ Watt. Uh, you can save $17.2 million there. Equally, if you're doing extension, you could save up to $18 million. Um, and that they're simple, they're off the simple tool with over the cap. You know, you can do this in a number of different ways. I personally, uh, and I've talked about this before, I would have signed TJ up to longer. So for me, you know, I think you've got a, you know, a Dave said to me, look, it's it's the best way to do it is with TJ because you can kick the can down the road. But I'd already said, I think you should do it because he proved his money this year. The cap is also, and defer money, and his contract's not that back-ended, which is the interesting thing about a guy like TJ Watt. You know, sometimes you see a team sort of middle to late load it, and in the last year, really, really work in the team's favour. But he's a bit different there because, you know, his is actually really team friendly where there's no guaranteed salary in 2024 and 2025 because of the way he got the bonus um, coming in this year with the guaranteed salary of 24 million. So, sorry, the pro, the way, yeah, he got the guaranteed salary, you know, up front with that. Um, and he gets $24 million this year. Um, so the base salary of 24, but the guaranteed salary in the way it works this year. Um, so he's got a cap hit number of 31 million this season. That's why you want to reduce it. But I think you extend it. I think you basically try and go to TJ and you go, and then this isn't the Steelers' way of doing things. They usually, you know, do it when someone's got the year left, unless it's a quarterback, or I think Antonio Brown was the other instance. But I'd be doing it with him and I'd be saying, well, look, let's redo the deal. Um, and we'll sign you through 2026, 2027, um, something like that. So when he's 33, do it now. And the reason I say do it now is it's going to be cheaper now than if you want to do it midway through the contract or when he's 30 um, as well. The other thing, the cap is going to go up. So the cap is currently forecast to be about that 208 million mark and it's 208.2. Uh, you think in 2023, let's say that goes up only, um, you know, not quite 10%, but let's say it goes up to 12 million by 12 million. Uh, it's 10 million more than when the cap went down. Um, so it's the 2019 number, I think it was 198. Um, sorry, 2020 number is 198, 2021, 184 um, or three or whatever it was. 102, whatever it was there. And then basically you're back up to 208 now. So let's say it's 220, $220 million of the NFL salary cap um, for each team in 2023. Then let's say it goes up to now by 12, another 12 to 15 million. Let's say it's 15 million because they add an 18th game. Um, that's 235 million. Another 15 million, it's 250 million by 2025. Again, even if you draft a rookie quarterback now in the first round, assuming you do that, 
they'll still be on a rookie deal that you'll be taking a fifth-year option for. So you've got the money to do this. Equally, by this time, Cameron Hayward's off the roster. We know what's going on with Tuit. Um, this year, you know, he'll, he, you know, he's very likely gone. Um, so the number starts to change. You'll have Minka on the roster, um, but you're probably going to sign Minka. He's a bit younger than TJ, um, I think by a year or so. You're going to, you're basically going to sign probably Minka up. I think they sign him for longer. I think they look to do a six or seven year deal given the position that he plays um, and the way it's going to work. Um, yes, he's, he's a year younger than, um, about a year or so younger than TJ Watt. So you're probably going to play it like that. And that's where I think, you know, doing that restructure with TJ Watt's really helpful. So I already talked about 20 million. Let's say you can save another 16 to 17 million there from TJ Watt, um, either a restructure or some sort of extension. You know, you've just found another 17 million. So you've, you've basically got 35, 30 to 35 million before we even get started. Um, I mean, that's, that is a bit of movement, but that's a fair amount of cap um, when you're only going to spend, let's say, absolute max $5 million, um, on the rookie class, and it's probably more like $3 million mark. So the Steelers in a really interesting um, position. The other thing they can do is restructure Ben's contract. Um, now, it's a bit different to what with Breeze is, and Dave and I were talking about this. Um, and so... Yeah, Dave and I were talking about this, and, and he was sort of saying, oh, I don't know necessarily why you do it. It is different to Bree, to Drew, Drew Brees because, um, you know, he was still on contract and they needed to move his number around with the $24 million. Um, I sort of wondered whether you do it with Ben if there's a contract or a player that becomes available. And that's the thing about all of this right now, you know, and especially as you think about where, what I'm going to talk about in part two, there are some insights we can glean now but you don't know where these cuts are going to come from. You don't know what the exit interviews are with any of the teams. Now, I love them, and I'm going to show you an example of this as well. I love a mock draft just as much as anyone, um, more than most people. Um, I get made fun of it a lot um, by my BTSC colleagues. I do. I love it. Um, it's just something that I've been doing for, I'm being transparent with you guys, since the start of December. But actually, a lot of it, even if you're sitting there hearing from someone of NFL network or someone in the know, even if you're hearing from someone with some of the teams, they actually don't have any idea what they're doing unless they're a completely stable team with no changes. And even then the draft order can change, right? So it affects, so you saw the, the trade that happened with the Philadelphia Eagles and Miami Dolphins and San Francisco um, before the draft last year. Things can change and they change during the draft when people trade. But the biggest thing is that there are a number of GMs and coaching positions that are open. That means you're going to have preferences on who they like to and who they like to draft. Do they like bigger players? Do they like guys from the top schools? Do they like guys? Do they like to get value? Do they like to trade back? Do they never trade back like Kevin Colbert? All those things factor into what you're going to do. But if I go back to Ben's contract, maybe a really good player that you want becomes available. Maybe you do want to restructure that 10 million. Now it's likely that they cop the hit um, as as Dave and I were, were sort of talking about. But it is an interesting situation that they find themselves in. Um, Dave said it was better off just, you know, lumping it this year and dealing with it. So I agree to, for the most part. Um, but at the same time, if you need that money to get a, a different, you know, lockdown corner, go get it. 
Um, I, don't, I don't think there's too much issue in, in doing that. But that sort of gives you an interesting sort of situation in terms of where it sort of sits um, from, uh, you know, a Ben contract and, and sort of where you can find some of this money because your Steelers do have a, a lot of cap. They do have a lot of cap in terms of the NFL. They do have a lot of cap uh, in terms of the AFC North. And obviously, we're, as I said, in part two, we're going to look at the rest of the AFC North. But we've never really been in this position in the last couple of years. And, and we're, it's such a flip to where we were last year because last year we had to shed money. And, and this is the thing that I think I've talked about and touched on over the last two weeks. People forget this team got to nine and seven with all those changes, a 39-year-old quarterback, and a year when they had to shed players, um, a year when they told players they weren't going to extend people. You lose a guy like a Steven Nelson. Um, that that's something that's I, I feel like it's being glossed over. Your Pittsburgh Steelers got nine, seven, and one in a year where the salary cap went down by $16 million. They were over the cap before it even went down. They had people retire, which helped them get there as well. But they lost a lot of guys. Um, and so I, I just I really think that that's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be thought about. Really, has got to be thought about. Um, you know, the other thing I think in this, when you look at the Steelers, I think that you know I'd be signing Boswell to a three to four year contract. I'd be looking at lowering his hit um, next year. He's got a base salary, um, you know, of three point two six million dollars and a pro rider bonus of one point six for a four point nine million dollar cap hit. You know, they need to do something with that contract. That that's pretty high uh, from that perspective. But look, that gives you a taste of where the Steelers are sitting right now. As I say. $34 million sitting there according to over the cap. Um, you've got about another 30 to $35 million you can get there through some restructures, um, minimum, and then some cuts. You're probably minimum going to see Schobert gone, Banner gone, um, Hayward restructured. You've got 20 mil there. Um, as I say, you need $6 million season, uh, 6 to $8 million season to do your business that they usually do. So take that off the top. But let's assume they get $35 million or $36. We'll round it up to a clear $70. You take off eight for in-season business. You take off four um, there for the rookie pool. Uh, and then you've literally got, and this is not including doing anything with Ben's contract, um, you know, you then have about $58 million. That's some serious room uh, to move in terms of what you want to do. Um, you know, that that should bring, you know, a juju back uh, for eight for about $9 million. You know, that should, you know, the money there from Haywood of the six and a half million that you saved by, um, you know, restructuring his deal, that should be able to get you a Terrell Edmonds back. Um, you know, maybe it gets you, you know, a Terrell Edmonds in a, I'm just trying to look at the list again. Maybe it bring you bring back Ray Ray on that um, from the way that that's sort of working. But you can you can do some things there. Maybe you get even a Chooks. I don't want Chooks back on that, but but you could do it. Uh, so I think you know this this team is in a really strong position. But you'll see what I mean there in part two when we look at the rest of the AFC. <laughs> Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, uh, Brandon Hunt, you know, Art Rooney II, the rest of the Steelers front office is they look to put together a winning roster uh, in 2022 and beyond to chase for a seventh Lombardi. So in part one, we talked all about the Steelers and I gave you some context and stuff like that around, you know, compensatory picks and we talked about rookie pools and what have you. I now want to give you an idea of how our AFC North rivals are. Um, and I've got some great news in some ways. I've got some bad news in others. As I said, the thing to remember with this, as I said, you know, front offices can change, uh, coaching can change, probably not too much flux of that with the AFC North. We have seen some coaches go with Baltimore, including their defensive coach. Um, you probably you haven't really seen anything yet from the Browns. Um but I do want to give you guys sort of an insight, you listeners, into, into where they're sitting. So the Bengals, let's start off with them. They're in the AFC, uh, AFC championship game this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. They currently have 36 contracted players for 2022 and cap space of 60 million, more than the Steelers. And I'm not talking about up before or after cuts. Um, sorry, I'm talking before any cuts or restructures. Now, the first part is Trey, Trey Waynes. Um, now, he he gives you the most money on the list. He's got dead money hit of $5 million, um, you know, but $10 million cap saving. I think they probably restructure Trey Waynes. Um, I think he's 29. Yeah, he's 29 at the moment. So, you know, perhaps they restructure him and, and keep him on for a couple of years. Uh, DJ Reader is a dead money cap. A dead money hit of eight million, a cap saving of five million. So you're not going to cut him, but you might restructure. Uh, by restructuring him, you can find four million in the cap. Um, from that perspective, you're going to have to extend Trey Wayne's and um, to find seven point seven million. You can't really restructure and find any money with him. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, uh, again, he's someone that I think you know you probably you can have restructure and get another seven million. Um, so right now, just as we're talking already, you re-sign. Um, and do a new deal with Trey Waynes and find there, you know, the seven or so million um, that I said there in extension. You restructure DJ Reader and you do Trey Hendrickson as well. You've almost, you, you know, and then you, you play with Tyler Boyd's contract of three million. You, you get 20 million. Suddenly they're at $80 million um, on our highest NFL, on a caps in the NFL. There's not much other business they can do uh, to find cap. There's a bit of money with Sam Hubbard, a little bit of money with Mike Hilton, which probably not really going to touch. Bit of money with Joe Mixon with a restructure, about four point seven million there. That's the most. That's the highest number of restructure they can do outside the top, um, the top four, um, or restructure or resign or extension. Um, so that's probably the key thing to note there. 
but it's a like this Bengals team can tool up. Um, however, however, when I say tool up, fifty-eight million looks a lot smaller when I tell you who's off contract, right? If you look at the guys that they've got off contract uh, this year that they need to keep, some big name players, right? Now, Riley Reef, he's pretty old at 34. He's probably not coming back with the injury he's got. But Larry Ogunjobi, CJ Uzmoa, uh, Xavier Saafilo, uh, Vernon Hargraves at, at cornerback, Jesse Bates, Eli Apple, all players. And maybe you count Jordan Evans. There's other players on the list, but they're sort of the top guys on that list um, that you want to bring back. Uh, Trey Flowers as well. They're all guys, Autumn Tate, um, you know, they're all guys off contract. Now, Jesse Bates is a guy that's like going for a prime contract. He might cost you like 12 million a year, um, you know, to bring back. So there goes, you know, even if you get to 80 million mark, you dial back to 68 million. Um, right there. You then look at a Larry Ogunjobi, an interior defensive lineman, had a really good year, you know, current average year, pay per year of uh, 6.2 million. He's going to want to get paid. He's, he's a $10 million plus player for a lot of teams. Uzmoa had a really good year. I think it was a career year, um, over six, over seven touchdowns, I think it was, I think it was almost nine. Um, great from Uzmoa, but you know, is he going to get more than $8 million? Probably not. Um, you know, he's probably worth about seven, seven and a half, depending on how you structure the contract. Um, but he's going to he's gonna cost you. Uh, so when you really look at that with Bates, Ogunjobi, Uzmoa, um, Hargraves, you know, maybe $32 million covers this of the $58 million they've got. Maybe they've got $26 million left. And so they need to make those other moves to sort of increase that cap base. But they've got the mo- they've got the money to sign the guys they need. Maybe they go as Mo, you're done. Thanks very much. We'll get someone else. I don't think so. I think they'll try and keep him. He's obviously proven a great target, um, you know, for for Joey Burrow there. But they got room to move. This team can get better, and they got draft picks as well. So uh, that's a really key thing to remember there. Let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns, the Browns is the Browns. Uh, $28 million in cap space now. Um, they've got about $45 million they can get through cuts, including Jarvis Landry, um, who's a big player in that. Um, and, or maybe about $15 million um, they can get through restructures. Um, but they've got some interesting notable free agents themselves. Clowney, McKinley, Malik Jackson, who obviously had the incident. Um, so whether he's back on it, probably not. Uh, Hubbard Walker Jr., the inside linebacker, someone that's very not talked about, but he was a, he was going to be a good acquisition for them. Um, I don't know whether he had the best year. I think that was more schematic. Njoku um, and Higgins are all notable, notable um, free agents for the Browns. Now, the Browns are interesting. Uh, Jarvis Landry will save you almost $15 million. I could see them looking at a trade there. His dead money hits only one and a half million. The other thing about Landry is even if they keep him, because they've got to give someone, um, yeah, they've got to make someone available to, to catch the ball from fake in Mayfield. His per game bonus is seven hundred and fifty grand. So 
You could see him traded um, before the deadline if they have a position that they need to fill and they're up against the the salary cap. The interesting thing about the Browns too is their dead cap number right now for 2022 is only 205 grand and 180 of that's with Sheldrick Sh- Sh- Redwine. So really minimal um, dead cap hit. You compare them to Baltimore, haven't covered yet. They have on 760,000, but the AFC all has really quite low dead cap numbers. I think we're about $2 million um, Steelers. But I find that interesting, interesting with Jarvis Landry because I think he really becomes a trade target with the low dead cap number and also the low roster bonus number as well. Um, that becomes really interesting. Through cuts, um, he's the biggest difference maker. Case Keenum will give you 7 mil, but Case Keenum at like seven at eight million dollars uh, for his cap number is a really good backup to Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't be doing that in this league with what it costs. Like, would you rather Case Keenum or you know Mason Rudolph? You know, Case is a couple million more, but it's probably going to win you two or three more games. Um, that's judging of us not seeing much of Mason. Um, Kareem Hunt six million dollars again. I think he's trade bait. I know he's great backup for Nick Chubb, but if you need some picks or if you need to shed some cap for whatever reason, you can do it. Uh, Clowney's not back um, on the roster. He's his voidable contract um, time there for him um, in terms of how they've spread it. You know, they probably want it. I think they want to bring him back. I think you need to pair someone that at least attracts some thought from the offensive, the offensive coordinator of the opposing team. And I think you want him opposite Miles um, Garrett. Miles Garrett's an interesting one. Uh, restructure there, you can't really get anything. You'd have to extend him again. So, And again, you don't really get anything with the way his contract's structured. So they have not really given themselves much room to move um, from that perspective. As I said, the restructure of Jack Conklin is probably the most likely. Um, a tackle, um, he gives you $7 million. Uh, restructure of Austin Hooper would be $5 million. Everyone else is really in the hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands, um, apart from Joel Bettinio, but he's getting pretty old. It, there's no point in getting the million or so that you would get from restructuring him. Um, John Johnson's $2 million. You wouldn't do that at his age either. I don't think you, you know, I know restructure doesn't affect that age, but you may as well keep them on that contract. That's less than $5 million um, that you, I, you're really going to be able to get out of that and, and, for the effort of doing that, there's other these there's these other moves you can make um, from that perspective. When you as I say when you look at free agency with the Cleveland Browns going into this year, say Javon Clowney, McKinley, Malik Jackson, Chris Hubbard, um, Walker Jr., Njoku, Rashad Higgins, uh, Dustin Colquitt, the punter, we had him. He's not that good. Sheldon Day, Switzer. Um, everyone else is just really, you know, practice squad players, depth pieces. Um, Dernis Johnson's an interesting one um, there, you know, at that running back position um, from that from that perspective. Uh, but really everyone else is to say depth pieces. So it's it's not – they're not going to make that much of a difference. So the Browns have got a real challenge with only $28 million in cap space right now and not a lot of people to move it with. And you got to think they got to decide what they're going to do with Baker Mayfield. Um, as well. What are they going to do with his contract now? It's 18 million right now uh, for 2022. But do they look to move? What are they going to do with that the following year? Um, you know, are they going to re-sign him to a big deal or not? Do they have the ability to re-sign him to a big deal? He could be, like, you've seen his name bandied around. Maybe he gets traded. Um, you know, maybe he wants a fresh start. It's possible. Um, but 
The Browns are in the, the Browns is the Browns when you look at their contract situation. They've got 53 players on the roster right now, really notable free agents. Um, I, I honestly, I think they're in a position of, re, you know, of a real problem um, that they've got on their hands. And as good as the roster is, and as young as it is, like there's some great players like Brady Williams and Grant Delpert and Taki Taki, um, Taki Taki is, you know, pretty good. Teller, um, I think JC Treader is also, I think he's just been re-signed for another, for another two years. Yeah, so he's got he's got one more year this year left on his contract. You know, he's 32. Boy, where's their solution there? The Browns need to have a really good draft or they're going to sink again. Um, they really, really are. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, they've got this O-line, but who are you throwing it to outside of Landry? Um, you see why they had to get rid of Beckham um, Jr. They do have a good defense, but I just I don't see that being enough with this team, not when you've got a Burrow of Lamar Jackson and then, you know, you know, let's just say the Steelers, even if they take two years, they're going to get it right. The Browns roster is in a very different situation by that stage. Um, you know, and are they going to be tied up with Baker Mayfield? They've got $85 million in cap space sitting there right now for 2023. But Baker could choose $30 million of that easily. Um, extensions, in, you know, this year or, re-sign- or signings this year eats away at that too. Backloading contracts, got, getting, keeping guys that they're rookies that have developed. The Browns, the Browns really do have some challenges coming up. Now we get to Baltimore, uh, final, final one on this roster. Uh, the Ravens right now have, this is quite funny, they have $9.7 million in cap space, 52 players, uh, contracted players on the roster. As we said, remember the, the top 51 rule. Um, but it's interesting where they're sitting right now. Uh, some pre-cuts, you can kind of get to $30 million pre-June 1. Um, not pre-cuts, but cuts. Marcus Peters is the biggest one there. He's got, well, he'll have a dead money hit of $5.5 million, but you can save $10 million. That's a pretty notable cut. You don't really want to do that. You can't do anything from restructuring him. So extending him, you might get $7 million. Do you really want to cut one of the best cornerbacks when fit in the league? I don't think you do. But you've got Marlon Humphrey on a big contract. Um, you can find $5 million with Tavon Young um, from a cut, but he'll give you a dead cap hit of $3.3 million. Again, do you really want to weaken your secondary? You've got to really – we just talked about three of the players they can do something with are all cornerbacks. Nick Boyle gives you nothing but a but a dead money hit of seven million. Um, even a restructure with him, get, you're only going to find two million. Um, a restructure with Mike Andrews, you're only going to find two million. Uh, restructure with Zietler, you're only going to find two point four million. Um, and everyone else is sort of a million and below. There's no room to move on the ten million dollars. Now they got a heap of young guys. Remember in all of this. They do have a heap of young guys um, and they've drafted quite well there. So they can kind of get away a little bit with this, but they've got no, who are they going to help Ronnie Stanley with on the offensive line? You know, they're paying Villanueva $9 million. Um, they cut him. They can, they can find 6 million there. So the notable cuts are Marcus Peters, you can find 10 million. Villanueva, you can find 6 million. Tavon Young, you can find just under 6 million. So that's 22 million, but you've cut three really key players in for me. Um, and Sam Kosh, uh, you can you can save uh, 2 million as well. And then maybe 2.54 million with Miles Boykin. That's potential cut. Um, and Ben Powers, you're not going to cut him at guard. 25 mil max. 
of key players that you really can't afford to cut. Uh, what are you going to do with Lamar Jackson too? Right? You want to? He's on one. He's got one on deal. One there. Yeah, one year left on his deal. What are you going to do with that? You want to re-sign him? Are you going to pay him more than thirty million dollars? If you do, you're going to have to be you have to be smart about your contract um, and doing you know bonus money up front, very much like a, a TJ Watt sort of stuff thing. But are you going to pay a guy? This is the big been the big question through this year. Can he stay healthy? Are you going to pay a guy like him in the mid thirties? Maybe he wants forty as when fit he's an MVP. Do they have even the cap to do it? They're going to have to work it out, right? And and the longer the contract, the better it is for them in terms of what they're going to be able to make. But at nine million, as I say, let's say they need six million dollars on like the Steelers. You know, he needs six to eight. Let's say then they need six million dollars max to do business in the season. That gives you three million dollars right now. Rookies, three million dollars. What are they going to do in free agency? What are they going to do? It's a massive, massive question. Uh, but how good is it for the AFC North? Like we want, like if they sign Lamar to a three million dollar deal, great. You know, do you sit there and do you say out of the hundred million waivers worth a cap number of nine point two five million? Um, you know, he can give you six million in savings. Maybe you don't. Maybe you get rid of him. You draft the tackle really highly, which I think they were going to do anyway. Um, maybe still is one back. Um, but they're going to have to do something uh, with these contracts because they don't have a lot of wriggle room. Ronnie Stanley has said restructure will give you six million. Marlon Humphrey restructure will give you seven million. Um, you know, Nick Boyle can give you two million. Let's say you found 15 to 20 million there. But I don't think it's enough with the, this roster to really fit, to really get them into a position to do any better than they did this year. Really, it's not. Um, and then look at their, look at their free agents. Calais Campbell, does he want to get him back in? He's 36 years old. Brandon Williams, he's 33 years old. Sammy Watkins, does he want, you know, he had, was only a $5 million deal last year. Patrick Ricard, they're really good fullback. I mean, I mean, we've got Derek Watt, but God, he's an awesome blocker. He's like a 300-pound blocker at fullback. Uh, you know, he's available, you know, he was on a $3.65 million deal average per year on the last contract. Justin Houston's available at 33. Um, well, he's a free agent. Chris Board, LJ Fort, Tony Jefferson, uh, Justin Ellis, Anthony Levine, Latavius Murray, Dante Freeman, um, Devonta Freeman, sorry, uh, Pernell McPhee. Eric Tomlinson at the tight end position, um, Av- Anthony Everett, the cornerback um, as well, Geno Stone. Like These are guys that all made plays. Bradley Bozeman. They got guys they've got to re-sign, and they've got $9 million there. Uh, they sacked their defensive coordinator. I probably might have been keeping him, or maybe he wanted to go. But the Baltimore Ravens have some serious work to do in this, this free agency, and it's going to be really interesting to watch. And so with that, I want to give you my final thoughts. We've talked about Steelers' salary cap and giving you a snapshot into what that's right like right now. We talked about where the Bengals are sitting, probably in a slight, potentially slightly better position um, than the Steelers, except the Steelers are, you know, shedding a few players. Um, they got, you know, free agents they can sign for cheaper maybe than what the Bengals can do um, right now, or, or guys are probably let happy to test the open waters and then maybe they get them back depending on the market um, that's available for them. The Browns are in an interesting position. I feel like they're a seesaw that are teetering either end, but it's it's starting to sink lower. And the Ravens have some serious work to do to even out that seesaw. So with that, that wraps up this week's Steelers' war room. But it's a really interesting one to watch. Watch the difference that the 
the different hires from a coordinator, coach, um, GM standpoint, make around the league. That will change draft change draft picks. And it's the whole butterfly effect. You know, the change in coach of, you know, um, Flores in, in Chicago. What, is that, what does that mean in terms of who he's going to draft? Um, you know, what does that mean in terms of what they're going to do down in Jacksonville? Uh, you know, some players at the top of the draft will stay the same. But there'll be other guys, there'll be shifts, there'll be changes. They're basically picks between six and 22 in the NFL draft now might look very, very different. Um, and that affects what you might do in free agency. Equally, the jams and coaches might change who makes it to free agency, who gets cut, who gets re-signed, who gets extended. That affects the salary cap. So there's a lot of change coming. But you can't help but like where the Steelers are sitting right now. You know, and as we said, money talks. Steelers have got some words that they can play with, but can they string it in, uh, you know, to a Gettysburg address? <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. Go Steelers. Steelers.